All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. Today, I hope you are in the mood for some black girl magic because that is exactly what I am serving up for you. Today, I've got Jacqueline Shadek with me, aka Jacqueline Plans, certified financial planner, black girl enthusiast, author, serial entrepreneur, certified bad bitch. Welcome, sis. <laughs> Thank you. I have never had quite the introduction, so I'm excited to be here. Well, you know, um, I got to get you riled up because we're going to make some people some money today. You do. Certified bad bitch. I kind of I like that one. Where yes. did I get my, my certification from? Don't worry. I'll email it to you. <laughs> okay. Don't Perfect. worry. We'll have a ceremony, like the whole thing. Um, <laughs> I'm so pumped that you're with me this morning because money is the name of the game. Money is on my mind. Everybody knows that. That's why this podcast is called Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. But I've got a problem. I have admitted this a hundred times. I am an expert at making money. I am not an expert at keeping it. That's just, it's, <laughs> it's not my wheelhouse. I don't pretend for it to be my wheelhouse. My financial plan has always been, I'll just make more money, which <laughs> is ridiculous. And that's why I wanted somebody like you with me on the show, because guys, that's what you have to do. You have to figure out what your weaknesses are and you have to tap in with people who have that thing as a strength and vice versa. That's how we all learn and grow from each other. So that's why you are here with me today. I want you to help me and help us figure out how to properly plan our finances. Is that something you think you can do for me today? Yeah, yeah. And I love your distinction because a lot of people don't pick up on that. There is a difference between making money and there's a difference between keeping money. OK, so I love having you as a guest on our podcast, being able to talk to you today, because what a lot of people don't understand is that you do have to learn how to make money first. So I posted on Instagram and I said, hey, these are six reasons why you should review your financial plan. The first reason being you don't make enough money. Boop. OK, period. Say it again. <laughs> tell, tell them one more time. If you don't make enough money, we've got to review your financial plan. You've got to figure out how to get the money. Okay. Asia has me convinced that drop shipping is it. It is. It's well, y'all know that. Listen, that'll be a whole other episode. It is it. Y'all know drop shipping is it. You know drop shipping is bay. But one thousand percent, you have got to increase your income. Trying to save your way to financial freedom is non-existent. It doesn't work. There is not a millionaire on planet earth or a billionaire on planet earth who saved their way to a goddamn thing. You have to increase your income. You need to ask for a raise. If they won't give you a raise, you need a new job. If they give you a raise, you still need a new job. Like forget <laughs> these people. They are not paying you enough. Inflation is eating your coin. You need a side hustle. It is no longer optional. It is absolutely mandatory for you guys to have multiple streams of income because one income stream is too close to none. Okay. And I, okay. Um, so before we even get into your tips and tricks, tell me how you even got into the financial planning world. Like there are about what, six black certified financial planners, <laughs> especially that are cute as hell. Like give me the tea. How'd you even get in the game? Oh yeah. Okay. So the numbers I'm less than 1%, right? I mean, black women in damn near every field, like we end up being less than 1%. Than 1%, yeah. Yeah, so we know we're the anomaly. And the reason that I ended up here is actually because my mom lost $1.4 million to bad financial advice, 
right? So I'm clutching my pearls, y'all. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. That's, that's a lot of money. It um, sure is. And that was over 10 years ago. So, wow. you know, my mom got this inheritance. She reached out to a financial advisor. That financial advisor didn't give comprehensive financial advice. Right. Like if you came into a windfall of money, imagine you won a, a two million dollar lottery right now. What would you do with that money? Right. Uh, call somebody smarter than me immediately. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, well, let me call somebody. Right. But you didn't meet Jacqueline yet. So you call right. somebody you went to high school with and person who went to high school with like he ends up getting a job for a financial company. OK, mm-hmm. so there's a difference between a comprehensive certified financial planner and an advisor who sells products for a company. Okay. So I tell people there's absolutely nothing wrong with advisors who work for large companies who serve certain products, right? It's just that they are positioned to sell those products for that company. Okay. First, that's their first priority is to make sales for their businesses. First priority. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so as a certified financial planner, you take what we call a fiduciary oath to work in your client's best interests. Okay. So with that, I have taken a vow to make sure that I'm always doing what's best for my clients as opposed to what's best for me. So when my mom inherited this money, she went to go see a financial advisor, but really he was just a product pusher for a large company whose name I will not name, but mm, all not he the okie dokie was- karaoke. Oh no. Exactly. He her bag. Yep. So my mom lost everything. She ended up with a negative net worth within four years. And I had a problem with that. I was like, okay, I don't think this is how this was supposed to go. So Google University, I came across the certified financial planner and I was like, oh, this is a person who understands investments, who understands the economy, who knows how to keep a dollar, who knows how to, um, you know, help plan for retirement. Right. So all of the above. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do, because that's the information and guidance that people need. Mm -hmm. right? You don't need to go see one person to tell you one thing about your financial situation, who can talk to you about just your 401k. You need somebody who can talk to you about your 401k, your IRA. Do you need a SEP? I mean, you're talking to a lot of women who are getting the bag on their own. Okay. So once you leave your W-2, how do you create your own company in terms of your benefits, in terms of should you have a 401k? Should you have a Roth 401k? Who talks to you about all of those things? Now, not even just those things, who's also helping you put all the puzzle pieces together for your estate planning? Do you have a will? Do you have a trust? You know, do you have um, proper types of insurance, right? Do you have the right life insurance? Are you taking Dave Ramsey's advice? Is that working for you? Is Susie Orman's advice better? Like, who are you taking your advice from? Mm -hmm. Who's helping you put everything together, right? And I think that the biggest time that we realize people's finances weren't together is unfortunately when they die. Mm-hmm. Every and time. And we had a lot of that. Because baby, let me tell y'all something right now. I am not contributing 99 cents to anybody's GoFundMe for their funeral. I'm just telling y'all right now. Don't Look, ask me. Don't send me the link because how? Because it was Maseratis and Lamborghinis when you was living and now we need to GoFundMe for the burial. No, God. It's what? not going to be my... No, no I refuse. No, 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 no. We're doing better like, than that. It's... It's interesting because I had a friend and he was like, yeah, so he was like, girls, he, he was an anesthesiologist, right? So he's like, girls hit me up all the time talking about, can I pay their rent? Can I pay their rent? He was like, look, you knew your rent was going to be due on the first when you signed that lease six months ago. He was like, I'm not paying your rent because you knew it was going to be due and you should have asked a long time ago to figure out how you're going to pay that. So he's like, I don't mm-hmm. pay rent. 
and I'm kind of the same (laughs) about funerals honestly like you You knew knew you were gonna die (laughs) at some point you didn't know when but you knew at some point yeah not even just you but your whole family like y'all knew somebody why is there no strategy in place yeah at some like and with COVID like you can't ignore this we can't ignore tough conversations Mm -hmm. anymore and we are not having fish fries and cookouts and selling t-shirts to pay for nobody's funeral. No, ma'am. No. Not, not in 2021. Not in the year of our Lord. Like, we're not going to do that. Right. So who is helping you pull all of this together for your family, right? And that's why I work with first-generation millionaires. Mm-hmm. That's why I work with people who want to build generational wealth, right? Because there's so much more to it than um, you just applying a beneficiary to an account, right? There's so much more to it than just fancy posts on Instagram and just talking about it. Like there's a lot of work that has to be done and somebody really needs to guide you and your family on that journey. Otherwise we tend to get off track. We tend to get lost or we just don't really know where to start or where to go. Mm, I think that is a perfect, perfect summary of how it is. And I love that you said, first generation millionaires, because that's exactly what we are. That's what I am. That's what my audience is. We are the first people to come from money in our families. Like 99.9% of us, our parents work these blue collar jobs and they love us and they want the best for us. And they try to give us the best, but they can only give us the information that they've ever had. And they can't tell us how to plan for the future when they were robbing Peter to pay Paul just to get by, to make it to the next pay period. You know, even from myself and my experience, my family, they don't have any grasp of the amount of money I make. Like it don't, it don't even make sense to them that I am doing what I'm doing and living the life that I live. So as much as they love me and help me, they can't, they can't guide me on those next steps. And it's important for us to be, um, to move early. Don't wait until you've made all the money and now you need to figure out what to do with it. The second that you get in a position where you see the trajectory of your life going in a better route, you need to tap in with someone who is smarter than you, someone who you trust. And I think it's really important to tap in with someone who looks like you. Like it's a different conversation to talk to you because you look like me. You know where I'm coming from. You know what my family situation is without even knowing me personally. We all come from the same situations. And I think that we should never look at outsiders first. It's okay to look within. It's okay to tap into your network and see someone who looks like you and want to work with them. Do you know like how important that is? Like for y'all listening, I don't know if you know how important that is to work with somebody who understands you because I have lost potential clients. I mean, I don't feel like I've really lost them, but we get where we're going. Yeah. (laughs) I don't feel like I've lost y'all, but some of y'all have decided to go work with like an old white guy advisor. And I'm like, I don't understand that because the chances are that old white guy advisor who's been an advisor for 20 years has been using the same strategy for 20 years, right? Because you guys, we know this. Like, that's why I think a lot of your family doesn't understand what you're doing because it's on the internet and they don't Mm -hmm. understand. Wait, (laughs) you don't have products at your house that you, you don't have a warehouse that you go to every day? No, they don't get it. They don't get it. Yep. They 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 think it's a scam. (laughs) Because it's the internet, right? So Back when I had a W-2, like the advisors I worked with, they even though they had much more experience than me, they didn't understand the the concepts that I was teaching about. They didn't understand credit because that's been a new thing that people have learned about in this new era of having the Internet. It's always Mm -hmm. been around. It's been around since way back, like even the late 1800s. It's been around for over hundreds of years. But 
they don't understand how to teach it in today's terms, right? right. They don't understand Toro, right? I had 12 cars. I was running on Toro. They didn't understand that, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't understand anything about, of course, drop shipping, like digital marketing, Airbnb. None of that of makes that. sense. Exactly. So when none you're tapping it. in to, you know, Bob, who's 78 years old, like I get it. You want to have someone who is experienced and experience is a good thing. However, it cannot be discounted what youth and and at a fresh concept and fresh attitudes and perspective that is like-minded that cannot be discounted guys so take into account that when you are hiring people and that goes for financial planners accountants tax attorneys the whole nine not only that we can't preach um each one teach one and then we don't spend our money in our own community that doesn't make sense we have to lean on the things we say we're going to lean on and further when we're opening our own businesses and we want people to invest in us we want people to spend money with us but we're too scared to spend money with our own that does not make sense that's how the dollar escapes the community and we gotta keep it in okay we really do questions for you talk to me how does one who is a employee how do they get started? What is step one? And then give me step one for maybe um, someone who is self-employed or an entrepreneur. What should we be doing first? Good question. Okay, so I love what you were saying about the trajectory. So you mentioned like, hey, you need to go talk to somebody when you realize that this trajectory for your life is changing. That's anybody who's listening to this podcast. Oh, come on. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, like, your blessings are coming for you okay? because you're spending time investing in yourself. All right. So I want you to spend time investing in yourself first. All right. That's step number one. That's when you start going for like all the free information. Right. So this podcast, YouTube, Instagram, like you're going and you're just trying to feed yourself right mm-hmm. for free. Then I want you to move from free to fee. OK, I want you to start investing in yourself with your money. OK, that's when you start buying the courses. That's when you start hiring the VAs. That's when you start, you know, you grab your Shopify store, right? So you go from fee, from free to fee. Okay. So that's first. Now, the reason why I say that that is first is because before you can become a successful entrepreneur, this is if you plan it out, a lot of people wing it and it works for them. But if you want to plan it out, okay, I want you to stop the bleeding first. That's what I say. I say stop the bleeding first, because when you want to make this leap into entrepreneurship, you may not know what's going on with your money. Mm-hmm. Right. So you may just have money that comes in and goes out and you have no idea what you spend. And da, da, da. I want you to get very clear on your numbers. All right. So it's really easy to do that. We have so many online aggregation tools, so many budgeting tools. And it's still surprising me to this day how many people are not familiar with these tools, but I actually made it really easy. So I have a freebie. If you go to my Instagram, link in bio, five financial apps that you need on your phone. All right. So it's all there, super clickable, download it, all of that. But the most important thing is that you have a budgeting tool. So literally mint.com, you need a budget or this system envelopes. Do you remember Dave Ramsey's envelopes method? for like counting your money you put the cash in each envelope for the thing you need it for Mm -hmm. yeah you put the cash in each envelope don't do that (laughs) don't do that stop doing that okay stop doing that all right i love it i'm going to help you ladies elevate from using cash using your debit card like we're not doing that anymore Mm -hmm. we're not doing that we're going to learn how to use credit to our advantage okay on somebody so 
I want you to first use a budgeting tool. Now I say envelopes, which is in, it's listed in my free, like my little freebie. If you go in there because envelopes, it's a new digital method to use envelopes. So if you liked that method of having tangible envelopes, Mm -hmm. you can now use this new tool, which will digitally do it for you. Right. So one of the beautiful things about using the envelopes method back in the day, when you would put actual cash in an envelope was the actual cash that you didn't spend in that envelope was still in that envelope because it was tangible. Right. So they do the same thing online. So if you make this envelope for your trip money, right. And you put a thousand dollars in there and you go on your trip and you spend 800, you still have $200 left. And this system will keep that tracked for you. So you don't have to keep up with that. All right. So I want you to get very clear about your money before you try to branch into entrepreneurship, because Asia, tell me if you agree with this. It only gets more complicated the more businesses that you have. Oh, 100%. The more money you have, the more businesses you have. And I will tell you all, um, as an entrepreneur, if you can't maintain your personal finances, you are going to have a difficult time maintaining your business finances. And it's not going to be as cute. When you're making, you know, $50,000 a month and you've got invoices and customers and contractors and subcontract, it ain't fun. It's not fun. It's not cute. It's not a vibe. And not only that, it's not just you that you're responsible for. Now you're responsible for this entire business and these employees and this office and this conglomerate and all these things. So getting your personal finances in order first is going to be imperative to your success as an entrepreneur. And I'll just tell you guys about myself. I am not good with budgeting or money in that way. The only thing that works for me is 50, 30, 20. That's it. I keep it super, super simple. I ain't got no time to be tracking pennies and cents and dollars. I budget myself 20% for this. And then I spend that 20% as I feel like it. But why do I do that? Because my 30 and my 50 are in alignment and are secure and I can move on with my life. I can just tell you that right now, Jackie. I can't do all that nickels and dimes and pennies. Just give me my 20%. Let me have fun. No, I love that. I love that. So the method that is just referring to the 50, 30, 20 is just a way to understand your money, right? It's a way to budget. So you budget 50% towards your needs, right? Towards your rent, your mortgage, your utilities, your car payment. That's 50% of the money you have coming in for yourself. Okay. This is a part that some people miss. You have what I call two pockets, right? You put on your pants, you literally have two pockets in the front. One pocket is for your personal money. All right. Mm -hmm. That's your personal hand that goes in there. Then the other side is your entrepreneur or your business pocket. All right. Now, remember, you got to keep these two pockets separate. They always stay separate. Okay. So the 50, 30, 20 method applies to your personal pocket. Mm -hmm. 50% goes towards your rent, utilities, your needs, right? 30% goes towards your wants. So that's the extra vacations. That's the Gucci Louis Prada. Okay. That's the 30%. Mm -hmm. And then the 20% is what you're supposed to be saving. Okay. So that savings would be what you're putting into your 401k, your brokerage account, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about all those investment opportunities, but that's that 20% that you should be reinvesting. And it's the simplest method to me. It's really simple. And there's, it's so interesting having transitioned from being like a one-to-one financial advisor, where most of my clients haven't had a net worth of over $2 million to transitioning to being more online and doing podcasting and being more of a digital financial educator. What I've learned is, you know, coming from the certified financial planner world, everything is very stringent. And they're like, Hey, there is a way to do this and you need to do it this way. And I tell you this, and (laughs) that's your only option, right? And then you kind of move over into the financial educating world and you're like, hmm, 
well, there's a lot of different ways to achieve this same goal. So let's figure out what's the best way that applies for you. Mm-hmm. Because the 50, 30, 20 method is not something that I used to recommend working with only, you know, five million millionaires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But I've learned like, okay, there are different methods that work for different people. So if that one digests best for you, let's figure out how we can use that and stick to it. Okay. It's really solid because I tell people there's only two reasons to have a budget and don't let the word budget scare you. I don't even like it. Oh, it used to terrify me. I used to hate it. It made me feel poor. I didn't like the connotation of it at all. I did not even rock with the word budget until I realized like you were, I think you're leading towards this, that budget does not mean scarcity. It doesn't mean lack. It doesn't mean that you don't have enough. It doesn't mean that you're not a rich bitch. It just means that you are prioritizing your finances and prioritizing is what we do want to do. Exactly. And so it is prioritizing. And I tell people there's only two reasons. And this is why you can't work with that 60 year old white dude. Just keeping it a buck. okay? because he's going (laughs) to tell you your cash flow is in your spending plan. Um, No. okay. there's two reasons why you should have a budget. Right. The first reason is just for financial discipline. You literally have to build a discipline around your finances. Right. Think about anything else that you do in life, anything else that you want to have in life. Like you want that good body. You got to build that discipline to eat right and to Mm -hmm. exercise. You want clear skin. You got to build that discipline to drink that water and mind your business. Okay. cheers. (laughs) You got to build up that discipline because trust me, like I get on the Internet and I'm going to get messy all the time. But I'm like, no, (laughs) no, because that's going to make my skin break out. Not get messy. I'm dead. I'm going to drink my water and mind my business. All right. So that's why you need a a budget. That's rule number one is just to build up a financial discipline. You need to get in the habit of looking at your money regularly. And that's why you need that online aggregation tool that you'll get from that freebie because it's going to help you to just make it really quick. Right. So I call it my pro tip every Sunday is 10 minute Sundays. All right. You hop in, you look at your money for 10 minutes, you pay all your bills for the week. Boom. Done. It once you get in the habit of doing it, it doesn't take you a long time. Right. And it. once you put in these repetitions, like the more reps that you put in, the easier that it gets, the stronger that you get. OK, so that's the first reason is just building that financial discipline. And then the second reason why you need a budget. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm holding on to my wig, sis. T- tell me. <laughs> is to know how much money you can invest. Mm. That's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like we said 50, 30, 20. Cool. I don't care about what you do with that other 80% of your money. I care about what you do with that 20% of that money. Cause that mm-hmm. 20% is what's going to change your life. Facts. Right? Come on somebody. That is so true. The 20% changing my life as we speak. Look at God. Exactly. Y'all, that's why I like the 50, 30, 20. Cause that 20, I can run that up. Yes. Tell them. Exactly. So then at least with the 50, 30, 20, at least, you know, like, okay, every month, 20 percent has got to go back into something. Yeah. And go back into me, go back into my future. It's got to go back. It's a drop shipping is button number one. And then once I figure that out and I have built my wealth through concentrating on drop shipping, then I'm ready to preserve my wealth through diversification. 
Mm, right some it. people do it backwards they start trying to do seven different things because they like oh i heard you need seven different streams of income sis like how i get seven streams like no ma'am start with one get that one stream streaming turn that one stream into a river fam let's let's <laughs> not a trickle or a drip it should be a, a roaring river and then we can di- differentiate into multiple streams i tell my audience that all the time lord that could be a whole other episode child i don't know why mm-hmm. they you know they want to have a lash bar a trucking company, Turo, be a uh, be a, a CNA, a travel nurse. I'd be like, fam, aren't you sleepy? Like, how many hours of the day do you have? Because I have seven streams and they're all passive income built off podcasting. I don't know what y'all be doing but over look, here. I'm telling y'all. So this is the thing. It's a capacity issue for me. Like, I learned this in college, okay? So I was crazy. And I told y'all that I had to learn to become a financial advisor, right? Like I went through this journey. I explained it very like clearly A to Z, but just so y'all know, it was super, super up and down. Like I didn't go to college like, yes, I'm going to become a financial advisor. Like, no, that's not what happened at all. Like it was a really messy, really tough journey. And what I learned in college, because I took 154 credit hours in four years so that I could graduate on time. I think you need 120 to graduate or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I took way more hours. And what I learned was I had to go to the dean and literally request like, yo, I need to take over 18 hours this semester in order to graduate on time. And the reason why I could do that, because people are like, how could you take 21 credit hours when like a full load is 12? Like, how are you Mm -hmm. taking almost double the credit hours? Mm -hmm. And I was like, because I learned what my capacity was. So I learned that I have X amount of capacity for each class. Um, and overall, just time to spend in general, just on my studies. So if I learned that I have eight hours a day to provide, you know, my time and focus for X amount, then I can only do that much. OK, so what I'm saying here is when you try to do Turo and CNA and this and that, like you try to do all of these things, like you only have so much of a mental capacity mm-hmm. to be able to dedicate to a business. And you wonder why you're overwhelmed. Yeah, you're overwhelmed. Nothing is making you any money. You're struggling. You're confused because you're trying to do too many things at once, right? Like that's a problem that even I have, right? Everybody has. We're all human. I mean, except Beyonce. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All entrepreneurs have that same problem because you start to learn like, oh, wow. So I really literally could do this. You start to believe in yourself. I really could do this. Well, so what you else want to do I it? Do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I could do that. And, I and could then your that, cup runneth over and you wind up having three trickles instead of one roaring river. You're hearing it from me, guys. You're hearing it from Jacqueline. This is important. And you know what? We got so deep into the money that I haven't even asked you for the get drunk cocktail of the day. So- I'm, I'm ready to talk about this bag 2022 is here I'm ready to run it up but we need a cocktail like pause uh, break for the, for the culture what is the get drunk cocktail of the week what do you sip on when the bag is rolling in when the clients are rolling in when you're celebrating a beautiful investment what is your cocktail my girl Okay, so I'm not a huge drinker, but I have learned to love this cocktail during COVID, okay? Oh, so, okay, give me a COVID beverage. Give me a Omarion variant beverage. <laughs> you know you have to muddle the mint with the lime first. Like, let's do that. Okay. You know, get it a little, a little Are you little about drippy. to mojito me down? 
yeah absolutely oh, i love it it's a little lime with the mint okay you gotta muddle it first mm-hmm. but instead of using sprite we're gonna use ginger beer okay not a whole lot of it because we're gonna mix the ginger beer with the pineapple okay so the pineapple juice i'm, the ginger I'm interested beer, to see where this is going uh-huh. the mint <laughs> yes absolutely and then i feel like i have to give something cost effective just because i'm a financial advisor so uh-huh. Wait, was there some where there was there some liquor in that mojito or yeah no? yeah yeah I got you right here oh okay. do you drink um do you drink like Tito's do you drink vodka at all yeah I love Tito's Tito's okay have you heard of new N U E no I haven't okay so this is gonna be your gym for all my ladies who want to save a couple of dollars all okay, right I'm ready. so there was actually a black woman who used to work for Tito's for like years and years and years. I don't know exactly why she fell out with Tito's, but she decided to beef. come for Tito's. Okay. They had beef. Perfect. They probably Perfect. were not paying her her worth. And she said, you know what? That's usually how it go. That's usually how it goes. So I'm just making it up. All right. I'm making it up as I go. But she was like, look, I'm not getting paid what I'm worth. Y'all not up and what I'm worth. So look, I'm just going to take y'all's formula and I'm going to go make my own. So literally she created this vodka new in UE. Don't know if she had to pay a non-compete. You know, I'm not sure if she got sued over it, but it's fire. It's super smooth, mm. but it's like a half or third of the cost of, of Tito's. Tito's. Okay. So well, we need she to got- look into that, y'all. I will find that for you. I will link it in the show notes because we do love vodka around here. We're trying to be snatched. So I'm usually a vodka soda lime, but Jacqueline likes a vodka pineapple ginger beer mojito remix with some black girl magic vodka. I will take it. I will look into it because when I am, listen, when I'm sitting with my financial advisor and they are giving me charts and buckets and numbers and graphs, I've been needing a cocktail. So maybe you guys are like me and you know, you may not be to that point yet in your journey where you got a team of people breaking down all this stuff for you, but it can still be intimidating. It can be overwhelming. This is our, a lot of our first uh, journeys sitting down with money. But the point is the faster you get started, the better off you will be. It is learnable. It is figure outable. It is breakdownable. Uh, that's why Investopedia exists. That's why YouTube exists in the privacy of your own home and your own time. Look these things up for yourself. Follow people like me, follow people like Jacqueline, because every day we break down big, scary concepts and make them simple for the people. Okay, now make it really simple for them. Make make it simple for them. Look, y'all don't even have to go YouTube and do all of the things. Like I ended up creating a course because I was like, wait, somebody's got to help people who are just getting started. Mm -hmm. Because you know, my services start at three thousand dollars, so everybody doesn't have three thousand dollars to get started. So once people kept asking me, yo, sis, where's your course? I had to create a course. I love a course. Courses are life. Talk to me. That's what you need. Like I put the top five personal finance techniques that everybody needs to implement in their financial life. It's all there in the course packaged up for you with the bow. Super easy. You know, I'm going to link that for you guys in the show notes. We love a course. I love, I just dive in to courses. I am a course junkie. Like they make so much sense for your life. You don't have to go figure all this out on your own. You can tap in with people who know it and who want to teach it to you. Okay. Question for you. What is the biggest mistake that you see people making with their money? Biggest mistake. Goodness. There's so many. Uh, right. Um, I know. I know. I know. Tell me about it. I, I honestly think that it's not being consistent and not paying attention. 
Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are scared. They we think that like, oh, money is so intimidating and it's so this and it's so that. And let me tell you guys this. The first day that I walked into one of my first finance classes in college, it was one of those semesters. It was a summer semester. I was taking 21 hours during the summer. I don't know how I did that. But I had a class literally at 10 o'clock at night. I don't even know how that was allowed. But I walk into this class late night, got this old, of course, white guy professor, and he was like, listen. And this is the first thing that he says. He says, listen, everything in the financial industry is created to confuse you. Perfect. <laughs> because the more confused you I'm are. Glad, I'm glad he said it because same, same move. Exactly. Exactly. So he said everything is created to confuse you because we know that the more confused you are, the more money that we can make off of you. Yep. And take advantage. Mm-hmm. So once he said that, I was like, oh, I got it. Okay. So investing is- So simple. I'm not supposed to understand this. You're not Perfect. supposed to understand Got it. it. That makes me feel so much smarter. Good. Because <laughs> it's all about mental framing, right? You need somebody who can frame something for you, right? Like even with you, Asia, you're not the only person that does drop shipping. I'm not the only financial advisor, but the way that you frame things, the way that you put things for people, right? Based on your experience, based on where you came from, they get based it on your journey. Right. And based on, you know, how you look and serving the people that you serve, right? Because people who look like you, same story, you talked about it earlier, Right. So it's so important that you have somebody who's able to frame things for you in a way that you can digest it. Because like I was saying earlier, I said this on an Instagram live, right? Like you got all the comments flying. I was like, look at all these comments. Okay. This is all content. This is stuff that your brain has to process. Mm -hmm. So the more that your brain is just every day trying to process things, the less time and attention you have to give to things that you need to learn or that actually matter, really Mm -hmm. matter to what's going on in your life. So you need somebody who can simplify things for you and just make it really, really easy for you to understand. So once he said like, yeah, it's intentionally confusing so that we can make money off of you. I was like, got it. Got it. It's simple. It's really simple. It's simple because it's a scam because they trying to get us. (laughs) (laughs) They know we don't understand it. It's overwhelming. Like, so people are being inconsistent with their financial strategy. They're falling off the wagon, just like we do with dieting. We fall off the wagon. That's why I love automating. I automate my finances. I automate my bills. I automate my investing. I automate everything. Set it one time and forget it because I am the same way, inconsistent because we have so many other things going on. But what I love about automation is you set and you forget it. And one day you're like, you know what? Let me check in on this account. And then it has zero behind it. And then another zero. You're like, oh, damn, I didn't even know I was, I forgot I was saving $40,000 in this one random app that I never even opened. It's the best thing in the world. If you guys do nothing else, automate your finances. I know you're going to give us a, a list of apps to tap into and the freebie digit is one of my personal favorites. Like Acorns is another one of my personal favorites. You set it up one time, y'all, and you will look back in six months and be us. Astounded. Even if you set it at $5, I promise you, it will blow your mind how much money you can accidentally save or accidentally invest and didn't even know that you had it. Compound interest is, is the best miracle in the world, but it only matters if you actually tap into it right now. Um, okay, I got a question for asking for my friends, aka myself. Um, if we are first generation millionaires, what should we be doing early in the game. Let's say we make our first hundred grand in our business. 
what types of things should we be looking to set up for ourselves? What, what's the next move after we make a first 100K as entrepreneurs? Y'all are not going to like this answer. So maybe oh, I'll give Lord. you two. Oh, Lord. No, okay. Maybe I'll give you two. It's okay. We ready. We ready. The we fir- ready. The first one is if you've made your first 100K in your business, I mean, it kind of depends on what's your time frame. Let's say under a year, you made 100K yes. in your business. You need to be having big money energy conversations. Mm, okay. I like, now see, I do like this. This is get rich, honey. We <laughs> like this energy. Talk to me. You need to be having big money energy conversations because what happens is a lot of us, we play small because you don't mm. come. If you're first generation millionaire, you don't come from money conversations. Facts. You don't like, those are not conversations not that you heard. Mm-hmm. You know, people weren't talking about this. So you need to continue those conversations. So I'm not sure. I'm sure you have somewhere to continue those conversations, right, Asia? Mm-hmm. But that's amongst my peers because we're all first gener- generation millionaires. So you have to find a group of people doing the same thing as you with the same level of ambition as you. And you come together as a community and a tribe and have these talks. But maybe there's nobody in your family to have those conversations with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you need to figure out where you can have those conversations at, like, where is the community of people that are trying to do the same thing? Yeah. Okay. So that's huge. Like that's major because that's, what's going to be that fuel that keeps you going. Right. Not only do you need the fuel, the motivation, but you also need the game plan. Like you need the points, like what's working, what's not working. Like, yep. especially with drop shipping, like the internet is always changing algorithms are always changing so how do you stay ahead of that curve ahead of that game like don't make your first 100k and then think you could chill no that's that that's not the time to chill that's the time to ramp up this happened to me in my business I made my first multiple six figures and it was great and I loved it and God is good but then I was like okay I don't have a clue how to get to seven Plain and simple. I just don't have it. I've done the absolute best I can do. I need to invest in a coach. So I found myself a coach that is going to help me to get to that next level. So if you make your first 100K in business, my suggestion to you would be spend the most money that you can in the best coach that you can to help you take that first six figures and multiply and multiply and multiply because you've done the best that you can with what you have, which is fantastic. And that's to be applauded. But like Jacqueline said, this is not the time to rest. This is the time to turn up. If you want to be a one percenter, if you want to have the best out of life, if you want to make the Forbes list, there is no time for rest. Y'all know me. I am not team self-care. I'm not team. I'm team no sleep. Let's get to this money. We can sleep when we die. We have slept long enough. You've been resting your whole life. It's time to go hard and do the things that you've always wanted to do. Yeah. And I love that you say that because the point that I like to make to people is that what you need to do is you need to take whatever that sacrifice is for you. So like if your self-care is going to be like your sacrifice, right? If, um, you know, spending time going out doing X, Y, and Z is going to be your sacrifice. I don't want you to look at it as your sacrifice for right now. I want you to make it your priority. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want you to figure out like, okay, me not getting sleep and working on my business right now. That's my priority. Okay. Me not hanging out with my friends right now and working on my business is my priority. And that doesn't have to be your priority forever. right? Right. Like it can be your priority for six months to a year until you figure it out. Right. And then your priorities change. Like it naturally happens for a lot of people, like your priorities just change over time. And so I want you to figure out how you can take those sacrifices and just make them a temporary priority for right now. Because one of the beautiful things about becoming a millionaire is the person that you become on that journey. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Come on. 
it's that discipline, right? It's that consistency. There's so many things that you learn about yourself on that journey. And so it's just really important that you are making certain things a priority during that time. Mm, I love it. I love it. That is such great advice. I was going to ask you for the get rich tip of the week. But this entire episode is a get rich tip. It's a massive get rich tip. But if you had to give the people one tiny takeaway, get rich tip this week, what would it be? Okay, entrepreneurs, I need you to make sure that you set up a solo 401k. All Ooh, right. Yes, honey. It's not super, super sexy, but. Oh, it is super sexy. <laughs> it is. It is. The amount of money that's going to be in there is real sexy. But listen, being broke is not sexy. Okay. No, and gross. you could make your first multiple six figures and still be broke at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So the worst thing for me, like this literally makes my heart hurt. And so I'm doing so much more on like a digital platforms, like digital scale so that I can reach more people. And it's when women come to me and they're like 30, 40, sometimes 50 years old. And they say, yeah, I've been working this whole time. Like maybe they've been a travel nurse, right. And they've made good money their entire career. And they come to me and they say, I don't have anything to show for it. Mm. like very little savings because you're an entrepreneur nobody forces you to save when you have a 401k at your job they force you to save so women come to me at 30 40 50 years old they don't have a house they still have a car payment they don't really have any investments bank account is limited and they come to me and they say like i don't have anything to show and sometimes they cry in these meetings i would be crying right with her this is a consultation i don't know you sis like we never met you maybe saw me online but you're breaking down crying in front of me because that reality is hitting them like a ton of bricks. Yep. And you got nothing to show for it. Think Mm. about it. Most of them are first generation millionaires. So they're not coming into a big inheritance. They're not having these conversations. There's nobody to pick them up at the end of the day. And that really hurts. I'm like, dang, like all of that money that you made, all of that time that you spent giving to that company and you have nothing to show for it. And I don't want any other women to be in that same situation. Okay. So it's really important. That's why this 401k, you're right. It really is sexy because you get to put money into this account. You get to save on your taxes and you get to invest it. And the thing about having a 401k plan set up for your own business is you set the rules. Yeah, you're in charge. You you're the set boss. The rules. <laughs> That's because why I said it is sexy. Some 401k plans, like I've had clients with small businesses where they don't allow their employees to take loans from their 401k because they are responsible for that. For they got to pay all the fees for it, blah, blah, blah. So they don't let their employees touch that money. You can't touch that money until you leave that company. Mm-hmm. So when you create your own 401k, you create the rules. You are the boss. So if you want to take a loan from that 401k to go invest that money to grow your business, you can do that. So there's a lot of flexibility with that. So you save on taxes, you're investing your money, you still have access to your money. Um, yes, it comes with penalties and things if you mess up, but you know, have somebody help you out, make sure everything's clean and clear. You can do that for traditional money, which means that that money that you put into that account, you get a tax deduction for, and you can do that with Roth money. The Roth is super, super sexy. It takes a long time for financial concepts to get, you know, circulated around to all the people. So the Roth has actually only been around since like 1999, 2000. So, you know, 21 ish years is not a long time for this financial concept to get out to people. So that's why the Roth is like the newest, hottest, sexiest thing on the block, because it allows you to put your money in after taxes 
And then that money grows tax deferred and you never pay taxes on it again. So that's the really sexy part about it. So let's say you put in $100,000. Now it grew to a million dollars in the future. You can extract that whole 900,000 without having to pay taxes on it because you already paid taxes on that money that on the way in. I love it. I love it. If there is a person listening out here that needs a solo 401k or Roth IRA and they are not tapped in with Jacqueline plans because you can't take care of everybody, where would be an institution that you would recommend them to at least start or get educated? Um, Good question. So if you have any kind of investment accounts right now, Um, I do not love Robinhood. They don't, they don't do a great job at this, but most brokerage platforms, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, Vanguard, they pour tons of money every year into their analysts who create free information for you guys. It's not quite as sexy as what we do on Instagram, but (laughs) the information is there. So if you valuable and vetted, yes, yes, exactly. You log into your account. You go to the research tab. They should have somewhere that you can research. You can find all of this information there, right? Yeah, so for it's been double checked by CFPs, CFAs, you know, the whole alphabet soup of people. The alphabet, like- come on. That's what I say about you and Carter. I love it. Yes, that is such good information. That is so key. She just listed four places for you guys to tap in. If you are not in a position to um, connect with someone on a one-to-one level these platforms have this information for you it is clear it is concise it is vetted and i want you guys to walk into it knowing that this is not a thing that you're going to understand in one sitting this is not a i read the blog and now i get it this is a lifelong journey but what's important is one day we're going to be parents and even if we aren't parents we're going to be aunts and uncles and cousins and it's our right Hello, team rich auntie. Um, It is our duty to learn more because our parents didn't know these things and we have to pass them down to the loved ones in our lives, the little ones in our lives so that they have a better chance of doing everything than we ever had. I love that. That is a major key. I need a book from you. You took 21 hours in, in college. Like you said, you've read all the books. Give me a book. What is the get rich read of the week. What is a book that has changed your life? It doesn't even have to be financial, but it would help uh, all of us financially uh, illiterate folks out here. What should we be reading this week? You know what? I'm going to change my recommendation. Okay? Oh, hit me. So I normally would recommend why well, have a book, Money Planning and Positivity, that's just going to help point you in the right direction, right? So if you're new to money entirely, that's the book for you. You know, I was doing Rich Dad, Poor Dad because it's important. The, the, the biggest thing in Rich Dad, Poor Dad is to understand how to work with other people who aren't on your level financially, mm. right? So for me, like once I started learning about personal finance, I realized my family wasn't in the same tune and they didn't want to be that was the thing they didn't want to be I had to learn how to accept that and how to still deal with them so that's a good book for that but the book that I want to recommend that y'all read is called DeFi and the Future of Finance all right so if you go same thing to my Instagram I put everything there to make it easy for people (laughs) link in bio if you go on there I have books that you have to read click on that and then it's going to be listed there DeFi and the Future of Crypto all right because it's going to talk to you about what you guys are already dealing with in dropshipping, the in, 
the internet. Yep. The internet. So it's going to talk to you about that. And it's going to talk to you about decentralized finance. Okay. So that's really important so that you guys are up on the times. Okay. There's plenty of investing books that you can read and there's a plethora of those on that list, but I want you to be ahead of the curve. Okay. Ooh, I so love that. let's get in course, early. Yes. Exactly, ahead of the curve, exactly. early adopters. That's where the bag is y'all. When you start before everybody else and don't feel like or at least probably in our space, particularly, you know, NFTs and cryptos, and it, it's all booming for us. So I think we kind of forget that the rest of the world is not up on game yet. Everybody else is just, these things are brand new. They're just coming out. They're just being understood. It is okay to feel like a beginner in this because everybody is. None of this stuff is old. None of this stuff is advanced strategies that you've never heard of. It is okay to start from now with what you have. This is a great book recommendation. I am going to pick it up myself because I definitely want to learn more and be ahead of the curve. This is fantastic information. Jacqueline, you gave it to the people. I knew you would. I knew you would. I knew you would. You came all the way back from Jamaica to give it to us. We appreciate it. <laughs> I sure I did. I appreciate it. you having me. I hope Absolutely. that I dropped a lot of good resources. Oh, you did, honey. And we are going to link everything you guys need to know about Jacqueline in the show notes. You're going to get access to her book, her course, her freebie, her scoop, all of her information. You can book her if your coins are right because she is going to help you take that money and invest it and do exactly what you need to be doing with your finances. Jacqueline, you were fantastic. Thank you, baby. Thanks, Asia. Good luck right, and happy guys. investing, everybody. Absolutely. I love it. I want to say thank you again to Jacqueline Shadek. Thank you to you all for listening. Make sure you are subscribed to the show so you never miss an episode. And I will see you hotties next week.